chapter 12 in Luke's gospel is our reading for today. I hope you are joyfully persevering in this New Testament challenge, and I hope that you're benefiting from it. But having already read this chapter, you know that uh, in it, Jesus talks about hypocrisy. He talks about whom we ultimately should fear, uh, the relative value of earthly possessions, the uh, pointlessness of anxiety, and the eternal perspective we should have on all of life. I mean, much of these teachings we discussed in detail in Matthew's gospel. So here I want to focus on only just one point, though a point that is a pervasive and destructive reality in the church and in our culture today, as in every generation. I guess the question uh, is, who are we really fooling? Who are we really fooling? The first word out of Jesus' mouth in this chapter is beware. That's in... uh, That's in verse 1. Beware. Good rule of thumb. Whenever Jesus says to beware of something, you might want to beware of it. (laughs) What is it here uh, of which we're to beware? Uh, He says in verse 1, it's the leaven of the Pharisees. Well, what's that? Well, he tells us in verse 1, it's hypocrisy. What is hypocrisy? It's insincerity. It's putting on a different face it's pretending to be someone you really are not it's giving uh, every effort to convince other people that you are one thing when in actuality you are another as one person put it hypocrisy is the difference between public persona and private character we're all guilty of this by the way Jesus attributed this characteristic to the Pharisees no doubt because he had just had an encounter with one particularly disingenuous lawyer Back in chapter 11, um, from their ranks, uh, and 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 that you can see that in chapter 11, verses 37 through 53. But what, really, who is guilty of hypocrisy? Well, all of us are, like I said. Which is why Jesus not only accuses the Pharisees of it, but then turned to his disciples, and many thousands, it says, in the meantime, verse 1, when so many thousands of people had gathered, he turned to them. And warn them against the same temptation. All of us are prone to hypocrisy. There are at least two major, major dangerous problems with it pointed out here. First, hypocrisy is a fast-growing disease. It's a fast-growing disease. It spreads. It takes over. Jesus uses a word picture to describe hypocrisy. What is it? Leaven. Leaven. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, he says. Why would Jesus... Describe it that way. What is leaven? Leaven is the, is the agent that makes bread rise and expand. And, and that's exactly the imagery that Jesus wants to convey. My wife, Laura, makes bre- homemade bread all the time. and She can put all the ingredients together, put it in a bowl, cover it, set it on the counter, come back in just a, 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 a little bit of time, and the dough is, is, has risen and is almost overflowing the bowl Uh, that's exactly the picture that jesus wants to convey hypocrisy in a person left unrecognized and unrepented of always grows and expands what does that mean it means it becomes more pervasive in your life sometimes to the degree that we begin to deceive ourselves and fail to recognize the truth about ourselves we erect a facade of who we want others to believe Uh, we are that becomes so complex 
that it requires all of our time and all of our effort to keep up appearances, leaving little or no time for serious dealing with our real selves before God. And that's a big deal because hypocrisy left unconfessed becomes judgment in itself from the Lord. Three times in Romans chapter 1, Paul describes the judgment of God against people partly as God giving them over to the sins they refuse to give up. Uh, and, 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 and for God to give someone up to the sin of hypocrisy would be for the person increasingly to believe the lies and characters, for lack of a better word, that they have created for themselves about themselves. What other person... What the other person perceives about you becomes the all-consuming reality rather than what the Lord knows about you. And that is the Lord's judgment. How so? Because the other dangerous problem with hypocrisy is that one day we will all stand before the only one whose opinion and assessment of us really matters. And Jesus assures the would-be hypocrite that Whatever they might hide before others now will be laid bare before the Lord. Jesus says definitively in verse 2, nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. He reiterates in verse 3, therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way in Hebrews 4.13. No creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Hypocrisy testifies that we value the opinion of man more than the opinion of God. And we, in fact, fear or find satisfaction in the estimation of man, of us, more than God. Of this, Jesus says, beware. It's a dangerous disease whose presence will not only increase in us to our own judgment and shame if we don't humble ourselves and live honest lives before both God and others. Well, how do we come to this place? By thinking long and hard about the truth and reality of the gospel. They are truths that we have heard countless times but are not meaningless. Romans 5.1 says that we have been justified by faith and now have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Consequently, Romans 8.1 assures us that there is uh, for us now no condemnation before the Lord. Hence the very real conclusion in Romans 8.32, if God is for us, who can be against us? The Christians who have truly come to terms with these gloriously freeling truths, the Christians who have truly come to terms with these gloriously freeing truths understand how James can command believers to confess your sins to each other, James 5.16. And Paul can expect believers to listen without prejudice. And in Galatians 6.1, restore that person in a spirit of gentleness. What a beautiful community that is who deeply understands the gospel that teaches that God has already passed his judgment of not guilty, making hypocrisy totally unnecessary, making confession and compassion attractive and desired. Lord, hasten that day, we pray. That's some thoughts on Luke chapter 12.